thanks for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. This is David Perkins, and we're so glad that you're listening. Hey, if you're a part of our family meeting online or in person, we want to encourage you to get connected at Radiant Church KC across all social media platforms. God is doing something incredible in Kansas City, and we love connecting with you, whether it's through our app or even through all the content available on our YouTube page. Hey, our prayer is that God uses this message to change your life and that you could become a dynamic disciple of Jesus. Thanks for listening. Enjoy this message. All right. Hey, if you have your Bibles, let's go ahead and open them up. Uh, We're going to go back into this series here, Matthew chapter 6. We're in this prayer series as we're in 21 days of prayer. Um, on the Lord's Prayer, and I want to just go after, uh, I want to go after that second phrase. So we, we, we dug into, hallowed be your name, and today I want to go after that phrase, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. All right, so let's pray. Father, we love you today, and God, we ask, Lord Jesus, that this prayer that you taught your disciples here in Matthew 6, we pray that this would go deep in us. God, we just want to be a people of prayer. We, we know that you've called us to this. And we're so grateful. We're so thankful, uh, Lord Jesus, for the privilege to, prayer, to pray. And we even read Jesus teaching the disciples and God, in the same way that they asked, we ask, teach us to pray. Let us in, in Kansas City in, in 2023, now, let us be a people of prayer. And we pray that this would grow in us. We pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one here right now. God, we love you and honor you. And everybody said amen. Amen. So this week, as we're in these prayer meetings, uh, you guys have filled out these prayer request cards and they're on your seat. And if you haven't filled one out, you can fill one of these out today and it will be prayed for multiple times this week. On the back of each one, we write the date. And so each time that you pray for it, there's somebody that, that prays uh, and puts the date so that you know how many times it was prayed over. And, and so we're actually contending in prayer for the prayer request that you put in on a Sunday. And, and one of the things that's amazing is the prayer that goes to the heart of God, but it also is some transformation that takes place in the heart of the intercessor, in the heart of the person that might even be praying for somebody that they don't know. Now, some of them write their names, some of them don't write their names, but, but one of the beauty, just glorious moments is when you as the intercessor take the, the, the pain, the difficulty, the challenge, the struggle of another human, another friend, another person in our community, and then you're praying the prayer request and you're praying it to God and God wants to work and be at work. And so you, you're kind of ushered into that anguish. You're kind of ushered into that challenge. And so sometimes people are wanting someone to pray for healing, physical bodies, friends, family members. Often some of these are presenting very difficult relational dynamics. And you can feel the, the pain of what they're walking through. Marriage, children, parents, siblings, uh, sometimes it's friends and coworkers, and, and they've actually developed a heart for somebody else, and they're inviting you into really the, the anguish or the burden of what's going on with a relationship, a friend. Oftentimes, it's a prayer for salvation, and, and so one of the things that takes place is, 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 is you, you, you've experienced the, the delight, the joy of praying for them, and at the same time, over and over again, you start to have this feeling of like, this sense of like, God, in all of our busyness, 
in all of our attempt to help, in all of our awareness campaigns, what we really need is God to break in. We're so limited in our human strength. So one of the benefits of an intercessor is that you step in and you realize, God, more than anything, we just need you. And sometimes God does. Sometimes God breaks in and you're just filled with delight. During these 21 days of prayer, we had someone fill out one and ask, hey, I'm believing God for this family member to give their life to Jesus. And they filled that out on a prayer, on a, on a, a prayer request card. And then the following Sunday this year in 21 days, they filled out a praise card where they said, hey, just want to give a comment. That person came to Jesus this week. Woo and that was amazing. Yeah. Had another one that said, hey, I'm praying for uh, a friend with this disease. Would you guys pray? It got all marked up. And then they filled out a praise card the next week and said, that person we prayed for got a report. That disease is gone. Yeah. And then there was, I don't know if you saw kind of the little testimony this week that Dennis put out there, but there's just a great moment where he's on the prayer team and he's praying and praying for people. And someone came up and said, hey, I, I, I recognize that um, you're praying for us, but I'd like to pray for healing for you. And then Dennis gave the report this week that God touched his leg and in tears, he talked about God healing him. So there, there's, there's these moments. Yeah, you can, you can thank God for that. That's all right. You can do that. That's amazing. Isn't that funny how you can almost kind of feel inside of you that, should I believe it? You can almost kind of feel that, should I clap? Is that, is that really God? Yeah. Now, I just want to invite you to back away from being the person that overstands in cynicism, over, over kind of corrects and thinks, I'm not sure. And, and that's, that's the dynamic in prayer. It's always, it's always that temptation. It's always the temptation of the culture to be a people that say, I'm not so sure. But let me tell you, when you kind of get into the grit and the grind, where you're not just distant, but you're in it, then you start to be the person that goes, ha ha, look what Nathan just said, my eyes have seen. And so when you're in, when you're, when you're in the, the, the spiritual labor and praying that privilege of thy kingdom come, thy will, God, your kingdom, break in. What you want to do, do it, God. I believe and I'm asking. And there's just some moments where you see God break in. Our culture is okay with prayer when it's like, I'm just going to center myself. Yeah, okay, you guys can do that. I'm just going to meditate a little bit, get some good ideas. And the culture will be fine with that. But the moment that you say that when we pray, God does stuff and the power of God breaks in and changes circumstance, then the culture says, I'm not sure I'm ready to go there. And the temptation for all of us is to slowly become more secular, more cynical, more distant, pull back our hearts. But the way that Jesus taught his disciples to pray, and they saw it in him, because his prayer life and his regular life were not, there's no big, there's no big gap. They saw a genuine relationship. So when the disciples said to Jesus, teach us to pray, it wasn't that they had never seen prayer before. They had never seen prayer like that before. Like the way that Jesus prays, like that's sincere and that's real and that's powerful. Hey, Jesus, teach us to pray like, like you pray. And so I love just this order. We come before God and, and, and we talked our father in heaven. So how I see God matters. So this 
Abba, my Father, you care, you love me, you're kind, you're good. Our Father in heaven, hallowed. So we start with that praise we talked about a couple weeks ago. Hallowed be your name, all right? So order matters. And we're just looking at how Jesus taught us to pray. Hallowed be your name. And then there's this phrase, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, one of the things that's interesting about the order of this, the Lord's Prayer, is that we're going to get into our agenda. We're going to get into us. Give us this day our daily bread, right? Forgive us our sins. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us. I mean, four uses in a row. Us, 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 us. And we're going to get there. Actually, that's where we're going to go in the next message in this series. We're going to go in for the us, but, but right here at the beginning, you go and do that. Here's who you are, our Father. Hallowed be your name. And before I get into my agenda, I start in prayer with God's agenda. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. So before I pray my agenda, and one of the things that's really fun about this is, is we get to, your, to our agenda. Oh God, give us this day our daily bread. There, there comes a point where we're going to ask, hey, you're a good father. Give us what we need. That, that petition is coming. But before we get to us, we start with him. We start with, oh God, I want your kingdom to come. And as you pray, your kingdom come. What are you doing today? This was Banning's word last week. That, that, that word about clarity. What season are we in? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth. What, are, what you want to do, so be it. That's what we want. Your kingdom come. What happens is it starts to take up more space in your heart. Ever notice that the intercessory prayer people tend to be people that like to talk about God activity in the earth? It's because they've spent time and basically saying, your kingdom come, my kingdom go. Your kingdom come, my kingdom fade. Your kingdom come, and it, so it takes up the real estate of their heart. It takes up the affection in their heart. I want your kingdom to come. So what are you doing on the planet? What, what, do, you, what do you want to do? When I read your word, that's what I want to happen around me. And Jesus says this in Matthew 6, just a little bit. He says, seek first the kingdom of God. And then he says, and all these things will be added. So, so later on, he's going to give us that seek first. And I want to invite you in this idea of kingdom prayer. All right, first, this is who you are. God, you're my father. Hallowed be your name. And I'm going to get to my agenda. That's one of the things I just love about this. It's not, it's not that God says, not your agenda. No, God, we get to bring our agenda. But we start with, what, what do you want to do? What, what, what are you doing? Your kingdom. You're the king. I'm not the king. There's only one king here. It's not, it's not me. It's you. So since you're the king, you reign, you rule, you're returning. You're the king. What, do you, what does it look like? Your kingdom come, your will be done. And then I want to say not just your kingdom first, but we also pray in a sense, your kingdom right now. Like a part of your kingdom come is right now. Revelation 21, we read about what it looks like in the end. I'm just going to read five verses here. So here we go. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from, from, from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them. 
and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who is seated on the throne, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these are words are trustworthy and true. So imagine looking future, all right? He's gonna wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, no more mourning, no more crying, no more pain. So when we say your kingdom come, your will be done, we're saying, God, we want your kingdom now. There's a day, there's a day where there will be no more pain. There's a day where all tears will be wiped away. And so God, as we, we're going we're gonna to ask in prayer, we're going to reach forward towards that day, and we're going to say, God, bring some of that here and now. God, we need that now. We're asking for that glorious future to be present in our current pain, in our current tears, in our current difficulty, that the present right now, that that would break in what you have, what you desire, the way that when we read about where this thing is going, that's what it looks like. So the job of the church is to be this sneak preview of heaven, right? It's that, remember the movie that you couldn't wait to come out and you just saw a sneak preview where they just showed you and, and they built anticipation for that day, right? I don't know why I like this one so much. I just remember being on a date night with Renata. We had just had four kids and we went to a movie theater and I was like, whoo, it's nice to get out. And we went and this was 10 years ago or so and I saw coming out 2012, Les Mis, Christmas 2012. The problem was it was like a year before that and it was like a trailer for, I can't remember exactly, but it was like nine, 10 months away. And I watched the whole thing and I was like, wow, 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 the trailer, 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 coming Christmas. And I was like, dear me, that's a long time. <laughs> Is that 10 months? What? Wow. But it created that, 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 oh, I can't wait for it. And here's what the church does. We're a people that pray your kingdom come, your will be done. We're a people that go out and help the hurting, the broken, the poor, love. We show the kindness of God. We demonstrate it with our prayers and with our lives. So what we pray, we start to become, it's often that we start to become the answer to our own prayers. Once we pray it, then there's a future action connected to it because it connects with our emotions. And then we become this sneak preview of what the kingdom is to look like. We, we become this sneak preview where, where people that live in a world that's a rat race and, and constantly around people that are cynical and carnal and mean and, and and they see you and you're gentle and kind and loving and you care about their needs and their desires. And so you say, hey, can I pray for that? Hey, can I, can I have my church pray for that? Hey, is it okay if I put that on a prayer request card? We have a, we have a bunch of people that pray all the time in the back of this warehouse. We'd love to pray for that. Oh, okay, great. And they go, what is it with you guys? And, and it's broken, not perfect, but it's this little bit of just, God, your kingdom come. Break in. And it's in that place of that, your kingdom come, your will be done. When you take time to actually pray it, you'll be surprised that that's the place where little, little things are birthed, like little ideas. Um, and, then, and then you take action steps, but it's in that place of prayer, of praying your kingdom come, of in that anguish, in that where God says, you'll, you'll get these ideas. You, you become the answer to that prayer. You, 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 you feed them. You love them. You stop and just listen, oh busy American. Take a moment and just put your phone down for a second and listen to that person that you call a, 
you call unhealthy, you call, you know, extra grace required, weird person, but I am inviting you to be an open ear to care for the hurting person. I'm calling you to listen. I'm inviting you to just take a moment and put all of your busyness aside and be my hands and my feet. And you'll start to see in that your kingdom come, your will be done. What are you doing on earth or right here and now, God? What, what, is, what is it that you're doing? For me, in this whole season of, even as we're believe, we believe in God for these steps to have a permanent home, what I've been amazed at is how um, when I just run on cruise control, um, everything just kind of stays the same. But when I stop and I say, God, your kingdom come, your will be done, it's actually in the place of prayer where I start getting these ideas, circling it in my journal and knowing this is my action step. This is what God's inviting me to do. And it's in that place of just praying your kingdom come. So we're saying your kingdom first, your kingdom come. We're praying, God, your kingdom now, right here in my world in 2023, when we pray your kingdom come. And, and we're, we're also just praying your kingdom here, right here. So we could, in essence, say on earth as it is in heaven or in Kansas City as it is in heaven. Here, where, where you've got me, even regionally in this space. And it's in that place where you're in prayer, where God will start to give you a heart for the people around you. God will start to work supernaturally. And temptation is to potentially be somebody that doesn't really give much to prayer, kind of make fun of people that kind of get into all that and think that all these coincidences and all these things are actually God at work. But, but when you give yourself to it and you start to just see these things that are, they could be relatively small or they could be God at work. Dr. Uh, Tony Campolo, who's a professor, East Coast, tells this story about this moment where he went to go speak at a church. And uh, eight men took him to this back room to pray for him before he spoke. And um, he just talks about how bugged he basically was by the way that they were praying so long. And he talks about how like there was eight men that were kind of pressing on him and pushing on him. And it's kind of like, okay, guys, I got it. Let, because they, they not only just prayed for him, then they started to pray for like people in the congregation. And, and, and so he just felt like it was getting so long. And one of the intercessors said, uh, and God, we just pray for Charlie Stolfus, who's not here today because you know, Lord, he, he lives just a mile from here down in that silver trailer. He told me this morning that he was leaving his wife and three kids today. And so we just pray today. And so Dr. Campolo talks about his kind of annoyance that, oh man, now we're not even praying for me. We're just praying for random people in the neighborhood and just kind of like feeling that sense of come on now. And he went up and he preached that night and he drove away. And as he was driving away, he saw a hitchhiker on the turnpike, pulled over and goes and picks up this hitchhiker, gets on the road and says, my name's Tony Campolo. And the guy says, my name's Charlie Stolfus. <laughs> and so Tony Campolo, he just gradually gets off the freeway. And the guy says, what are you? And he goes and turns around. He goes, what are you doing? He goes, I'm taking you home. <laughs> and he said, why are you taking me home? And he goes, because right now you're leaving your wife and kids. <laughs> he said, what are you? 
how'd you know that? And he said, God told me. <laughs> he drives back to the church. He says, you live about in a silver trailer about a mile from the church, don't you? He says, yeah, how'd you know that? He says, God told me. The guy starts freaking out. They pull up, he runs up. The guy tells his wife, I was trying to leave. This guy brought me back and says, God told him. <laughs> True story. They start asking Tony questions. He starts telling them about Jesus, leads them both to Christ right there. Pretty crazy story. <laughs> yeah, one of the amazing things about even just telling that story is that the, 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 the prayer people, they, they tell stories like that all the time. They love stories like that. They, 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 it's, it's just, ah, uh, yeah. In a, in a cynical kind of age that, I mean, the global information age, easy to just call everybody a fake and everything's just kind of made up. But man, there's these moments where you, you'd say, you, you can't talk me out of it. It's just, I, 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 God was at work in this situation. Your kingdom come first. God, your kingdom above, above all my, let all my kingdoms fade. All my kingdoms go. All my kingdoms fall. I got you first. God, I want your kingdom here in my generation right now. I want it here in Kansas City. Walter Wink says, intercessory prayer is spiritual defiance of what is in the way of what God has promised. George Mueller said, prayer is not overcoming God's reluctance. It's laying hold of God's willingness. Richard Foster said, if we truly love people, we will desire for them far more than is within our power to give them. This will lead us to prayer. Intercession is a way of loving others. Intercessory prayer is a selfless prayer, even a, selfless, a self-giving prayer. In the ongoing work of the kingdom of God, nothing is more important than intercessory prayer. John Wimber said, prayer is meeting the needs of others on the basis of God's resources. So that's why every single night we're in this place of just gathering together and we're praying for you. And, and, and there's some of you that I want to invite you to be the ones that say, I'm going to go to the prayer meeting and I'm going to love other people. I'm going to tap into God's resources by praying for others and, and, and be surprised of how God works. And, and now listen, I know when you hear this, there's some of us that think, um, that's for a certain kind of people. That's for the prayer people. That's like a different tribe of people, right? I remember when, uh, when I was in high school and uh, my buddy and I first started going to the gym uh, and I was, you know, 16, 17 mullet. And I just remember like the free weights versus the machines. And I just remember like, it's a whole different level of awesomeness to enter that free weights category <laughs> at 16 with a tank top. I was just like, I'm... I'm I'm not quite confident enough. I wasn't quite the high school football player that had the courage to go just hang out with those kind of like, looked like Slater on Saved by the Bell people. You know, like that's not really my tribe. My tribe's over here, right? And some of us think that way with prayer. We kind of think that, okay, that's a kind of a special kind of Christian. I, I, I want to invite you to just know this, this prayer thing, it's for everybody. Amen. The cookies are on the bottom shelf, right? Yes. Like, it's not for special people. Like, we show up, you show up to a prayer meeting, just... Just no matter, you don't have to say anything. You don't have to go up and pray on a microphone. Here's, here's what you do. You just, you just go up and I just, I'm going to just be there 
and I'm going to take a spiritual step and pray for other people. And there's a certain delight where you stand in the gap for others. That's a little bit different it's when you're just bringing your request made known to God. That's beautiful. And yet there's this joy, this your kingdom come, your will be done. And the best way that I can love other people is actually to pray for them. Like it's a way to love them. I remember as a child when my, uh, my dad's friends would tell me that they were praying for me, it meant very little to me because I just thought it was old people talk, right? Like, okay, I'll see you later, right? Like, my, my dad had a friend and uh, he had perfect hair. His hair came out so perfect that like you could see, I would look up and I could see underneath it, you know, because it was just this perfect, and he was just perfectly together. And he was just, I mean, he spoke, hello, David. Why? God's got a call on your life, my brother. And I would just be like. And then he would always look at me and he would say, do you know, I pray for you every day. And I was just like, sweet, you know, like, I, but man, now 46, I'm like, can you imagine the black? I mean, who knows? Who knows what that meant? Who, every single prayer of my dad. I mean, I'm not just benefiting from my dad being great. I'm benefiting my dad being so great that his friends pray for me. Like, come on. That's some serious. And so getting to this place where you go, I actually believe that that matters. That makes a difference. And the delight and the joy, the privilege. And I just want to invite you just, it could be that, that maybe as a father, you're taking steps to pray for your children or as a husband for your spouse. And it's, it's simple, but it's profound. It makes a measurable difference. So I want to invite us not only to, um, to pray this week, but I want, to, I want to take another step with us as a church today. On your seat, if you'll look, there's one of these cards. Can you pull that out? And uh, I want to turn this into a prayer meeting for just a moment. We're in 21 days of prayer. And um, on here, there's five verses. And on the back, there's 10 spaces. And you don't have to fill all 10. But I'd love to invite you to be a person that prays your kingdom come, your will be done in this person. Like just, I want to invite you just to take a step. You can keep this anywhere close. If you'd rather not keep this and just put this as a note in, on your iPhone, that's fine or something like that. But I want to take a moment and I want us to just take a step at praying for other people. And praying your kingdom come, God, be at work. So I want to invite the worship team to come on out for just a moment and turn this into just, just an intercessory prayer meeting. Can we do that for a second? Can we do that? So I'm going to give you just a moment. And even if you can take out that pin that's on your seat, um, if you want to get out your phone, that's fine. Um, and even if you could just put down one person, if you're uh, a mom or a dad, you might write your kids. If you have, um, if you want a, a sibling, a parent, a coworker, a neighbor, if you know a Charlie Stolfus down the road who's going through some challenging scenario or about to make a critical decision that could, it doesn't look like the kingdom. But maybe just, maybe you've got just this little bit of burden that you could say, I could, I could, I could pray a 30 second prayer for that person. I want to invite you just to take a moment and just fill out the card or start a new note in your phone. Maybe you already have one, you could just add to it. I think that the, um, I love the word for this year is presence. And when we read about 
the age that we're in. It's, we call it the church age. There, you know, there's a moment where the garden was about walking with God in the cool of the evening, not partaking of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And there's a moment where the people of God are in the wilderness. And what you do as a follower of God in that season is you, you let the pillar of cloud by day lead us and the fire of God or the pillar of fire by night lead us. Thankful for the daily manna that he gives. There's a moment where God becomes man and Jesus on the planet. The moment is to listen to him. What Nathan said a moment ago, behold the lamb of God. Esteem Jesus for who he is as God. There's a moment where Jesus looks his disciples tells them to go out into all the world and make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey everything I've commanded you for surely. I am with you to the end of time, to the end of the age. And, and we're in what's called the church age where our marching orders is, is this great commission where, where what we do is we, we care about others coming to know Christ. We care about being his hand and his feet. We care about being just that, just that moment that just the church gives a little trailer of this is what the kingdom of God looks like. Help just people to see it. And there's the phrase, and I am with you always, or lo, I am with you is the King James Version. And I just want you to know, this is like, when we do this, when we care about other people, it's a part of that guarantee that you be a part of the Great Commission. You care about other people. You, you, there's, a, there's a praying. There's a, there's a doing. But it always starts in this place of prayer. And I'm with you. So this is, a, this is God, God's presence with us as we, as we care. So let's just take a moment. Let's just put proper names, real people. Now I want to invite you just to pray. I'm going to pray a few verses here. Ask the Father to draw them to Jesus. John 6, 44. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them and I will raise them up the last day. Specifically for those that you know that are, are far from God that need Jesus. Second Corinthians 4, 4. Bind the spirit that blinds their minds. The God of this age, small g, the attack of the enemy, has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. God, open their eyes. Father, we pray that you would draw them. God, we pray that you would open their eyes. Now let's just go Romans 8, 15. Pray that they may have a personal relationship with God. The spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought you about your adoption to sonship. And by him, we cry, Abba, Father. Father, we pray for that personal relationship, that our Father, draw them, God. Take away the blinders, God. Let him, let him cry, Abba. Pray for that personal relationship. Now we're gonna pray for believers to cross their path. Matthew 9, 38. 
We ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. Father, we're asking, God, for people in the gym that follow Jesus to enter their pathway, co-workers at their business or where they, where they teach at the school or whatever they do, family members, their online interactions. But God, we pray for harvesters, laborers, workers that cross their paths. We ask God. Last one, Ephesians 1, 17. God, release the spirit of wisdom and revelation on them that they might know God better. Or maybe even know God at all. I keep asking, Paul prays, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation that you might know him better. Father, we're asking, release the spirit of wisdom and revelation on them that they might know God. We pray this. Father, we pray, do this. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God, you have a heart for these people. You care more than we care. We want to care like you care. God, have your way. Be at work. Your kingdom, the domain of the king, the rule of the king, the reign of the king, here and now, we pray. If today you'd like to let Jesus be your king, maybe we're preaching about teaching about people that are far, but you would say, I need to bow my knee. The worship team is singing, all hail King Jesus. I want to make him my king. There's a day where every knee will bow and every tongue will confess he is Lord. And I want to make that my confession today. On this day, I want to invite you to say, Jesus, be my King and my Lord. I bow my knee, I give you my heart, I give you my life, save me, change me. Give me a new start. I desire a relationship with you. I choose to follow you. I wanna be with you forever. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's all stand together. I want to invite our prayer team to come forward. If you prayed that prayer, I'd like to invite you, if you wouldn't mind coming forward in just a moment and letting someone up here pray for you. If you're not comfortable with that, you don't have to do that. There is a place, both on the connection card as well as online, for you to just tell us that you made a decision to follow Jesus today. And we'd love to be in touch with you. Of course, we believe and know that that is the most most important decision you could ever make in your life. And so we celebrate with you and want to go with you on that journey. Let's take a moment. Let's just pray for our tithes and offerings. And I want to also just thank you guys. Uh, Just, I have been so overjoyed by the way you've engaged with 21 days of prayer this year. It's just been so awesome. And so thank you. Um, Some of you are, are, are praying, just getting alone with God. Some of you are pulling your family together to pray. Some of you are coming and joining us in the warehouse, praying at the prayer meeting there at night. But just, it's just been awesome and uh, love you. This, we're going to go strong this week. And then next Sunday, uh, we'll have our last kind of formal prayer meeting. We'll have a prayer moment in the service. 
And um, it's going to be a great Sunday next week. We've got some fun things happening. Let's pray our tithes and offerings. Jesus, you are so good to us. You are so faithful to us. And God, we want to align our affection, align our lives with you. We want to align our schedules. We want to align our dollars. We want to align all of our lives. Every last fraction belongs to you. We pray your kingdom come, your will be done. Help us, Lord God, to pray, to be a people that pray, that ask, that request, that seek, that knock. We say your kingdom first. We seek first in this season of seeking. Put the king, what you want to do in Kansas City, here, now, in our nation, in our world. God, we love you. We give you everything today in Jesus' name.